Good afternoon, good evening, good metal. My name's Coop and welcome to the Spoken Metal Show. Um, we've had a, a long, interesting journey on this podcast. A lot of it has uh, been what I've listened to when people have fed back about what they enjoyed, what they didn't enjoy, what I enjoyed and what I liked to do with the with the show. And originally it was me talking about metal and something I enjoyed. I hoped I had a modicum of knowledge on it and would try and entertain and, and maybe divert from what was going on in your life to you know, pass the time, maybe make it interesting, funny, if you will. And then as time progressed, it became obvious that the, 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 the voice was needed, certainly in my own community and my own metal scene, about things that were going on, be it everything from mental health issues and, and things like that going on within the community about pe- why people didn't go to shows or, or people unhappy at shows or uncomfortable at shows, to venues closing, to you know bands actually not being able to play shows and then the pandemic and the, 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 the aftershocks of that. And then about what is going on with the scene and, and helping it survive, literally survive. And and then hopefully helping it helping it thrive and I you know would never be sort of one to say I was a voice of any kind but a couple of people have certainly suggested that I speak for 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 some of the metal community in my my area which is very nice to be considered and so it went from being you know fun and it still is fun but it also had an element of information to it as well as much as I'd like to make people laugh. And, and and amusingly talk about about metal and and the crazy world that we live in. It was also important to maybe help illustrate some things with a little bit more of a serious side to it. You know, speaking to people from UNESCO and and things like that, and and then being asked to be the the, the compare and the the chair of the uh, the metal conferences to talk about really serious shit you know real serious things that are affecting people's lives and it was off the back of the conversations we had at the liverpool uh university regarding metal and its scenes and something that became very very obvious to me and very apparent very early on was that you know there maybe is the there is a gulf in people's understanding of of other people's scenes and on what they have to deal with in order to keep their metal scene alive and it and it felt like a I owed a responsibility to myself and a responsibility to you, the listener, to seek these things out and try and educate myself a little bit more on on what was going on in the metal world. It's it's not just a, 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 in front of your face; it's much much bigger. And then beautifully find things within you know the South American metal scene and Cuban metal uh, that I've been listening to recently, and finding all these fantastic bands that I'd never heard of and this fantastic different sides of of metal and then the amazing and powerful and empowering stories that these people have and try and you know try and bring them to you so this episode is very special in in for a number of reasons it's a it's an episode that i i, I enjoyed is the wrong word but i felt fabulously rewarding going back and listening to it and it's a it's a conversation with uh, with Yusef Yusef uh, Slal of uh, Afrit, the band Afrit, and uh, formerly uh, District Unknown, he was in a band called District Unknown, which are one of the only bands, uh, metal bands in Afghanistan in in Kabul. And I'd seen stuff uh, rockable uh, at the documentary and the, and the work that Travis Beard was was doing with that to highlight. What is going on in that part of the world and the struggles and the challenges that they face as people and by extension as as metal musicians and how metal feeds and and rock and and that type of thing feeds into their life. And wow, just I I say wow a lot in this this episode, mainly because I like to think I'm a man of words. I like to think I can explain myself fairly well. But there was some stuff that Yusuf was saying that just... Uh, I couldn't find the words. It was an incredible thing. I did. We're told a lot by the media, and and for the most part of it, it's 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 obviously a, 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 a someone's opinion. It's a, it's and it's never normally a hundred percent what you're meant to see. So to speak to someone who actually lived through these places and, and and was involved in these places and was part of their lives is 
fabulously interesting and you know something that I I I, th- I thought was massively thought provoking as well. So we talk about some some real real shit, some real stuff about uh, about Kabul and and Afghanistan and the, the the then the fall to the Taliban and you know and it's just probably the most like political thing I I've done on 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 this show and certainly something that may even generate bad as well as good reactions to this. But it was a story that needed to be told, and his story and, and the story of that music, I believe, needs to be told. I believe there's a cause there that should be supported. I talk about the mosh pit and the pits having the rule that if someone falls down, they should be picked up, and, and that replies to the whole of the world. You know, the, the I mean, we go into it at length, but there's some of the things that we maybe take for granted in the, in the Western world are something that these people have to fight for and and metal as a as a as a banner as a flag to get behind was incredibly powerful to them and and the people as well as musicians of of all of all uh, sort of musical styles so this was you know this was hugely interesting i believe and i hope you find it interesting and i hope you find it eye opening as well and there's some stuff that the news won't tell you and there's some it's it's you know Yusuf's honest account of what of his experiences there and I found it a way of certainly found it a way of helping me understand that situation, and you know, not not to 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 just immediately go to what I think is the case and, and open myself up to being okay. What is actually the regime there? What are the the, the sort of the things that the people have to deal with who live there on a day to day basis? And so, I hope you enjoy. As I keep saying, is the wrong word. I mean, what's interesting is that. We laugh through this. How 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 is how where does that come from? That you know, it's talking about something so horrific and so so troubling that that we laugh about things. It's because I believe that there's a commonality that there's some things we he talked about previous bands and often fallen out of previous bands and 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 we can all we can all see that we can all understand about shitty gigs. His shitty gigs are somewhat a, a, a lot more dangerous than than our shitty gigs but we can all understand the shitty gig and a, and a gig that goes badly and we can all understand that you know and then that so that brought us humor because there was these pe- people in these moments that weren't different from our moments and which was interesting you, you know the it, 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 he had a sense of humor and we had a sense of humor about certain things and it, and it gave a nice break to the tension of where we discuss and I will be honest with you, we discussed some very, very heavy things. And this might not be something that you want to listen to. You know, that that that's understandable too, in the same way that you might want to listen not want to listen to me talk about to a particular person or about a particular band. Skip that and go to the go to another show. You know, that that's fine too. But if you do want to, you know, listen and, and if you do want to maybe have a little window into that world and inform yourself maybe better than what is what is to to, to hand uh, at the moment i think this is a, a an interesting companion to that i will put links as always uh, to uh freet and and the single that is coming out um the uh my land is breaking and also to um sound central and the work that travis beard is doing with uh, rockable and uh, the, the charities involved within within that i think i'll probably reach out to Travis as well and see if we can get him on the show. Because the thing about this is that whenever you're dealing with, with these type of things, it, there's, there's a horrible element of flavor of the week where we're only talking about this now because it's the current news cycle. And as I was quite, you know, I talk quite a lot on the podcast about how this is an ongoing thing. We can't be just talking about it now and then forget about it two months down the line as we think about something else that we're talking about now that becomes flavor of the week. This is going to be something that we, we it's an ongoing effort to help people and how people who, who frankly are really uh, having the, 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 uh, an unimaginable time. So, I will put these links so you can follow those down and check them out, and check out the wonderful music that's being created, and wonderful metal that's being created by uh, Yusuf and, uh, and and Afrit. So let's get let's get into it. This is um, my conversation with uh, Yusuf Sal of Afrit. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm very, uh, very grateful indeed to be speaking to Youssef, uh, Youssef Shah from Afrit. Uh, how are you doing, sir? 
Thank you very much. Thank you for inviting me to your show. I, I feel honoured. Thank you very much. Well, the, the honour, believe me, is, is, is all mine. Uh, I'd seen some of the things that you'd been producing as a band, and then uh, I've saw some of the conversations that you've been having online with, with other people, and I've been absolutely fascinated in your story, and I think a lot of people listening will want to maybe know some more about some of the things that you were talking about and, and more about the band, uh, ladies and gentlemen, a free to a post metal band. I think we can happily say um, very much. Uh, there was a lot of Pelican in there. There was a lot of other kinds of things, but there was a, there's a real harking back to some, some more traditional metal as well. It was a wonderful mix and we'll, we'll definitely get into that. We'll also get into the, the new single that comes out that would have come out today as well, which is, uh, which is superb, which we'll definitely get into but well, we tend to start these things, Yusef, with a little look back to where you first get introduced to music itself, not just metal, but music itself. So where does that begin for you? Well, I was I was born born and raised in uh, in Afghanistan, and uh, as everyone everyone knows, it's a it's a strict conservative society. At least it has been for the past forty years. Uh, we do have our own culture, music, traditional music, uh, but even even that. The music was never fully accepted in the society. So the reason I got into music is, I think, was the reason that I wasn't exposed to music. So it was kind of a natural process where I was getting exposed to so many new genres as I was growing up. So I fall, I fell into the music more and more. And uh, speaking of uh, Western influences, uh, you know, in, in regards to music, it, it was it was there was none in there. But I had the privilege of having internet and uh, getting my hands on on different different sorts of music out there in the world. And uh, luckily, one of them that got my attention was heavy metal. Sure. It all started first with with the new new metal genres like Linkin Park, Limp Bizkit, and all that. Uh, and as, as as slowly I started growing up, got introduced to many more other bands. And, and and the very first time that I professionally got into music was with the band, my ex-band, District Unknown, mm-hmm. back in late 2011 in Kabul, Afghanistan. Uh, it was the very first heavy metal band of Afghanistan that was formed in 2010, I believe. And uh, they needed a vocalist. So I got into the band and then started, you know, going to the gigs. And then we, I even did one full album with them that was released in 2014. Mm-hmm. But then... Things, things got a little bit uh, downside in Afghanistan. I started moving out of the country, so I, I, I came to the UK for studies and then stayed in 2014. And in 2018, the district unknown, so, you know, we, 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 we split. Uh, we, no, we no longer play with district unknown. The, we bandmates, uh, everybody went to their own sides. But me and one of my bandmates from the district unknown decided to carry on the music and we just did it with a different name, which we formed Afrit in 2018. Wow. What, a, what a great job. Uh, you can tell Yusuf's done a lot of uh, television or radio because he succinctly put his entire life in a little thing. Absolutely. <laughs> what an amazing job. And, and there is an enormous amount to unpack there. Um, one of the things that was I thought I found incredibly interesting was that I think it was like 1996 to like 2001, around that time, is, is music banned in Afghanistan then? Oh yes, yes. So, wow. 1994, the uh, radical uh, militia named the Taliban comes out of nowhere and then takes over Kabul in 90. Takes over, takes over Herat in 1995, and then takes over Kabul in 1996 and kills the late president. And then the way their ideology is is to the very, very uh, highest extremism it is, which women can't go to school mm-hmm. and uh, you don't have your basic human rights, freedom of speech and expression. And of course, music is banned regardless of what music it is. It's period. It is, it is banned yeah. at all. So yes, from 1996 to 2001, there was literally no music. At all. How, how does that even work? So you, you and forgive me here because I'm going to, there's going to be some ignorance on my part. This is why I'd like to have these conversations to understand on a day-to-day basis, how that works. So are you listening to music via the internet pre this time? And then? Not really. So so okay. the way it worked is before the Taliban took over 1996 completely, 
there was music. There was traditional music. There was media, TV, you know, movies, cinema even. You know, we had a really open-minded society. And then the Taliban comes and then takes over the country and then music's completely banned. And they even used to go door to door to find TVs and smash TVs and, and held you accountable for having musically related instruments. So music gets completely banned until 2001. There's nothing at all. And then back after 2001, when, you know, American comes and then they, they form a new government and all things started to, you know, uh, all the pieces started coming back together. Then, you know, people, you know, there was back again, media, TV, and, you know, music, movies, and all that. That's, that's, that's where, where my process of falling into art area and listening to so many music, because the internet didn't actually come in there until 2000, late 2013, I think, 2000, oh. uh, sorry, 2003, uh, sorry. Yeah, so until late 2003, that's when very slowest internet comes, where I had to wait to download one track <laughs> I had to wait a whole night to draw, download a three wow. megabytes track. <laughs> <laughs> People that's, listening that's a... <laughs> who have problems with their internet, you know, you need to listen to this story, you know, when you can go on Spotify and things to listen to music. This 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 gentleman's waiting like, you know, a whole day to listen to one track. That must be, that's insane. One of the things that you said that on the the uh, the YouTube thing on the on the metal comments I found was 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 absolutely devastating to me was the you could get into trouble for simply talking about metal and talking about music not not alone playing it but into talking about metal and talking about music as a whole you could get actually get into trouble for that um, so oh, yeah. would would the Taliban yeah. do that would they would they listen out for the conversation simply that sounds extraordinary. No, no, not even Taliban. But the Taliban is a completely different uh, topic. It's, it's right. with them. There's, there's no way at all you could think about music. Let's say like wow. that. But even the, 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 the falling government, the current mm. government, previous the Taliban that we had, even, even the society at that time was very conservative, and the people living in the society was ideology was very, not very radical, radical. But mm. they were strict with the Islamic rules. So. Like I said, even though their own traditional music and cultural music wasn't fully accepted throughout the country, now let alone somebody comes and says, you know, oh, you know what, I play in a band and we play metal. And the first thing, you know, I assume if they go on Google and search metal, all they see would be this devilish sure. pictures of people yeah. from yeah. Norway and Sweden. I don't know. <laughs> sure, yeah. If it's not familiar to them, imagine if the music is not fully accepted and then, you know, mm. they, they look at that thing. And so subconsciously, they they say no to it and it yeah. feels as a threat, you know. Mm. So that's that's how it was. Yes, I think that someone yeah, that someone listening who maybe hasn't experienced like a, like you say that conservative sort of viewpoint of things may find that difficult to understand. They may just go, okay, they just wanted to ban any kind of music. It's not so much that they just wanted to be careful about what they let into their society, and that's that seems a very reasonable request. That to go, okay, let's look at this thing. This thing could cause problems and what have you and then it was in a case of uh, of when the the, the the period of the taliban regime was it then did that just become altogether more extreme where it was like okay we don't really want this but now we're actively saying we don't want this so we're actively pushing was that is that the case then yeah that's exactly the case okay. the way you explained it was so very okay. good it's this this taliban is so radical and extremist that they period they don't want music at all in art and well, 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 however things that is related to even art like you know other sort of paintings and even sculptures and things like that but with the conservative side that we had it was like you know nobody was dragging you out in the street and shooting you in the head for what you were playing metal but there was procedures on like taking wow. you know measures and like oh wait what are you doing is very wrong and we're not going to allow you to do it obviously you still were going to be in trouble but not as as how these other militia groups are, which is in control of Afghanistan right now. So, you, so it seems like as well that because there was changing governments and systems and stuff, it, quite a lot in flux. It seems to be quite a lot, and there's a small periods where it settles down, and that particular government can go, okay, let's look at maybe opening up the ability for someone to listen to music or play music or whatever, and then it goes all the way to someone going, no, you can't. That must have been. It must have been difficult to follow the rules, Yosef. It must have been difficult to go, okay, what what can I can and I can't do here? It, this is the thing. So the generation grew up with such a confused mentality that they don't even know what to and what not to believe in. Mm. It, the confusion is the complexity of the confusion in the society 
is so vast that you can't even imagine. Like he said, in the 1970s, we were so open-minded, everything was so good excited that girls used to go with mini skirts, literally in the university. My own mother used to show me pictures of their classmates and colleagues and everyone that there was no veil or burqa or whatever, things like that. Obviously, you know, we're not talking about the very uh, countryside and villages, you know, they'll all be traditional, even if you go into UK, you go to countryside, it'll be all traditional. What I'm trying to say is in the major cities, everything was looking fine. But then again, like you said, a decade again, somebody else comes and tells you, no, that's wrong. And then a decade after somebody comes, they're like, ah, oh, you know, it's fine. It's not fine. And then a decade after somebody else comes, sure. so it's, it's a massive confusion. Yes. Yeah. Was there, was there a, a- was there a part then that when uh, things got relaxed again and, and, and things got opened up and you, you talked about playing to ex, being in a band and playing to expats and things like that, was it was almost the kind of, now we can, we're really going to try to do this and we're really going to try and create something and we're really going to try and lead into being able to play music? Was that something that once you, you were allowed, in inverted commas, to do so, you lent into, you really kind of got back hold of again, you know? The, the, before just to cover of Taliban, to be honest, not not the very last two years, but before that, let's say from 2010 to 2014 or 2008 to 2014, yes, I think things were eased up a little bit. Yes, you could literally go down to city, like for example, the capital Kabul. You could go see different cafe shops, music stores, and gigs happening, and you know, there's, there's, there's music in the TV, like openly playing, and you know, concerts, and you know. And girls and guys could go out like, you know, nobody used to stop them or things like that. So things were, th- th- that's one of the reasons that people are so pissed right now, that we were almost there to fixing the society. Yes. And right then it all happened again. And that's why everybody's like, we were very, very close. We took, it took yes. us like 15 years or so, or, you know, close to 20 years. We, we really fixed it. The new generation really tried so hard. And then the government failed us, you know, the foreign policy failed, failed us. So, and that's why it's so, it, it hurts so much, you know, yeah. it, lost you, it all. You've, had, you've, had a t- you've had a taste of that freedom of what you, you know, what that society could become when it was balanced and, and you got to a place where everybody was, you know, was, was com- there was comfortability to it. And then it, straight away you go, you go back many, many steps now. And, and, and that must be, that must be absolutely, you know, it's, it, I, I mean, the word isn't frustrating, but it must be, um, crippling to a society to see that beautiful sort of place where you could be get t- taken away from you. Um, so, is the is it purely from an ideological ideological stance that that music was frowned upon and then ultimately you know banned in certain times? Was it seen as maybe a door to Western society and Western beliefs? Was that was what it was in the same way that a McDonald's or a Burger King is if it opens up in a, in a new country and that's it. Was it seen as that type of thing? Is it okay if we, metal is very aggressive and deals with the devil and religious topics and things like that. If we even let that in, it will corrupt the great stuff that we've got. And then by extension, the, the people who, who believe in those things in an, from an extreme fashion, were they even more so with like, we are, we are absolutely not going to have this because it will, it will damage our, our systems and our religious beliefs. Was that the case? I think if you look at metal, even and you know, for a long time, let's say Norway or Sweden, when the black metal came, it, you know, there was a lot of you know controversy, opinions, and, and a lot of people were actually not agreeing with it. That's you know, this is this used to happen at you know everywhere. Even even if you just talk to a normal person now, like you know, I I had. I have uh, people still look at metal, you know, like, are uh, you sure? Like, you know, it's mm. still, even if, you, if you, we, we both know metal is not completely even accepted in the Western world, you know, we know that. Yeah. But it is still, people still like, you know, appreciate it even if you don't, they don't listen to it. Like, you know, mm. it's okay, they don't have a problem with it. But Afghanistan, I think it was because of, it was preoccupied by so many Western uh, uh, powers so anything related to that, to that, to that, anything linking to that, th- to that Western area was stressful to them. They, they used to get scared of it. Uh, so uh, so uh, three times England tried to invade, and uh, well, Alexander the Great came, but he never invaded it. They openly and well, then people will keep saying <laughs> they, Alexander invaded, but no. But you know, England came, uh, and of course. Uh, 
uh, these uh, Pakistan tried to do so many wars in Afghanistan and uh, China helped them in a proxy war, Iran as well, and then of course these other militias inside and the U.S. and and the Russians as well. So the the, the people grew up with that with a mentality that okay, I think Western people are evil people in a way. That's yeah. how it is. That's I how, even describe was, it. They literally thought like that. Hmm. That they are infidels. They they don't respect religion, they don't respect Islam, and anything related to their culture, we, we will consider it very, very, very carefully of what they are trying to bring to us. Mm. And metal is a Western, you know, influence, it's a Western music. So they are very, that's why every time I spoke about an society with friends or whatever, it, they, everybody hesitated, as in like, why? Why do you have to play metal? <laughs> just tell me that. Why can you not just, you know, just, mm. you know, something else that is not too harsh, not too westernized. Well, you know, mm. but very little they knew that music has no boundaries, no, has no race, color, mm. it's, you know, the language, you know, music is music. Yeah. Whether it was developed in the very corners of Africa or in Asia, if you like it, you can tag along and play the same thing. Mm. But again, yes, it all goes back to, this religious ideology. Mm. Not a lot of religions out there in the world actually are very strict when it comes to music, you know, but mm. Islam is. Mm. But throughout the eras of the world, Islam was also changed by these uh, fundamentalist people, radical people. So it goes all to, in a way, to religion, yes. Mm. It, it, one of the things I found extraordinary was that, um, uh, ladies and gentlemen, you, you should, I'll put links on to the various bands that Yusuf has been in and projects that he's been involved in. But with the District Unknown, like you may have not heard at the very beginning there, ladies and gentlemen, that that was one of the only metal bands in Afghanistan. And what's the population of Afghanistan? It's around, what, 36 million, something like that? 35 yes, million? 30. Out, of, out of 35 million, one, one, one metal band. We've, some of the populations of the cities that we've got are, 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 are nowhere near that, and there's maybe 45 metal bands. It's just, it was extra. So we're... When you played, uh, a, and I really want to, I really want to get into the semantics of you playing a show because this, this all blew my mind when I, I was listening to what you had to say. Was that so? You're in the only metal band. Um, when you play a show, is it you and then some other types of music? Is it like a, a folk guys, or is it what's happening at an actual show when you play then? Or where you play for discipline? <laughs> that, that's a good question, actually. Most of the time <laughs> that we played, we played, we played alone. On your own, yeah. Oh, that this was yeah. it. this one-time event. Here you go, the signal comes and plays, and then you know there's three, four tracks, and then okay, everybody go home. It's over. Wow. But 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 just to mention, there was other bands as well. Mm. Not metal, not metal. Mm. Uh, uh, very uh, what do you call indie rock music? Mm. So there were other bands. There's, 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 there's uh, Travis Beards, uh, who's the filmmaker, right? Yes. He had his own expat band as well that was playing rock. And there was mm. another band called uh, Cobble Dreams as well. You know, they're fucking assholes. We never got along. You know, <laughs> they, they even we never got their appreciation. You know, even we were yeah. musicians just because we were playing metal. Now imagine your own musician brothers are not accepting your music. Can you fucking believe it? I, I, I love that. I love that, like, that Yusuf's like pissed at other bands like, in the same way that we are about pissed off at other bands. That nothing changes. <laughs> Everybody's the same. We all get pissed off for a little bit. I love, I love that. And I love hearing some of the stories of playing shows. Like, uh, was it was it the drummer in White Page with the um, all the electricity goes off and he keeps drumming because there was like power outages? I, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's extraordinary <laughs> to me. Travis tells that story about how the drummer keeps going because he doesn't need electricity, obviously. And <laughs> you have these like rolling blackouts of, of, of electricity. It's like, that's extra, it's extraordinary. To, uh, one of the questions I did want to ask is, are you a vocalist yourself? Because it must be so fucking hard to get a musical instrument in Afghanistan of any quality. Is that the reason you're a vocalist? Oh, how do you get, how do you get musical instruments then? Exactly. That that, that's another another good question. First of all, the very first instruments that uh, uh, District Unknown had was the Travis brought a very 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 you know uh, not, not very good instruments, but not not the very good kind of let's say. Yeah. Then uh, later on, some of the because you know the expats they know other foreigners and all that, mm. so they knew people in U.S. embassy and in the American military. 
you I should you know they ordered it from Amazon and US military had to bring it over from US <laughs> to background base yeah. and then bring it to us like oh there you go this is your guitar from Amazon wow because obviously Amazon does there's no parcel delivery <laughs> yeah. so that's that's one of the ways but speaking of other like speakers and things like that you you could find because like I said there was you know speakers could be used and you know regardless of what what, what music you're playing so other instruments like you know speakers and things like that or mixers and things like that you would be able to find to to carry on your, your gig but special mm-hmm. instruments like you know like electric guitar and things like that you need to have you have that uh, relation to these foreign uh, people to bring it over to you from other places with, with, with the gigs kind of then because normally in in, in 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 this country for example and and, and western countries a gig is advertised online and um, it's Posted, it's flyered. Uh, the the venue will have flyers up. It sounds to me that it, it's almost the complete opposite for you guys. It was like we could tell oh, a yeah. small group of people. That's it. We can't advertise because some of this is going to happen the day of. We don't quite know where the venue is going to be. We'll just figure this out. Was that the case? Yes. So this is how wow. it used to work. When it, when a gig was planned, so these expats they knew their own people and connections, regardless of which foreign country they're from, they used to email each other. Mm. They used to email each other of the exact time and date and place. This is a gig happening. And then they used to tell their other expat friends, if you can trust someone else, you know, wow. Afghan, and you, you know, mm. you can tag them along. So mm. they used to have a, a list of uh, a guest list. So it wasn't for open, open for everyone, for example. I used to even get like, for example, two, three spots where like, you know, for example, Travis used to tell me like, oh, sure, if you've got a gig, you know, somebody's playing or there's like a small party or whatever, music, things like that, mm-hmm. you can bring over two friends. So I used to go to like, you know, pick up two friends. I'm like, yo, you know, I, who's lucky tonight? Yeah, it's all quiet. It's all, yeah. So yeah, you, you coming tonight? No, no, you you were, you were there a month ago. So no, no, you, wow. you know, maybe you But you used to come in like, you know, so it was very, very close. Yeah. Mm. Even the Town Central Festival, even though we did it for three consecutive years, it was open for public, but not public, public. Nobody mm. used to just could go to the door and be like, you know, there's a concert I would like to buy this before. I'd be like, no, you can't. Yeah. It was still stricter to... to it to, was to it was people. very much the underground. It was very much completely based underground, word of mouth for people that you trusted. Because let's be, let's be completely honest here, Yusuf, that people sometimes were risking their lives here. You know, certainly risking... Being given a very hard time by the by the administration that was in play, you know, the, a cafe owner was was risking a lot having you on. They were risking yes. their livelihood potentially. That is very true. That is very true. Wow. That that's why, uh, as much as we wanted to express everything to everyone, we everybody understood the fact that we have to be careful as well because mm. everybody's life could be at risk, and uh, that that is very very true. Yes. It's, uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's, it was a very real situation that uh, the people were, were musicians especially, were, were fearing for their lives, that they were considered deviants and dissidents to, to, to the, the systems that were in place. And um, uh, the, the, was it the folk, the folk artist, Tamas Andrabius? Is that, is that his name? Who was, who was killed? Who was um, killed, yes, yes. The Andrabi, yeah. yes. Who was killed by Taliban, yes. And and then and, and there's a gentleman currently uh, a rapper I think his name's Hesse I think his name is uh, that is currently talking about he he is genuinely fearing for his life that these were not like um, we were going to get into trouble or the police may turn up and slap our wrists and and we're told to go home and we were being naughty this was real consequence to to playing music to playing metal to playing something that you thought within your it, it made sense to you it made it, it was music that you felt you needed to play and. Um, what songs did you play at these shows? Were they were they Western songs, or did you play your own songs, or what were they? I know we we we, we barely play. Uh, what do you call uh, when you play some other people's other musicians? Covers, songs, covers. Yeah, we barely yeah. play covers. Yes, we okay. we we only played one cover of Molly Monster and Sweet Dreams, but we always <laughs> played. <laughs> we always played our own music. Hmm. Uh, well. I'm, when I look back to the strict Nunes music, you know, I know I don't want to say this because I'm not with them anymore, but it was it was just shitty music, you know. It, when when <laughs> listening back to the strict Nunes, I feel like, well, wait, what the fuck were we doing? This what is this? But we were still trying. Whatever it was. You, you said we, we talk all the time on the show. 
about everybody's first band and how they were. You're finding your feet and you're finding what's going on. Everybody always talks about it. No, yeah. one, no one's first band is amazing. It, does, it doesn't work like that. But you're doing it. You're forming a band and trying to write stuff or at least play music literally under fire, you know, literally in, a, in, in the most... The fact that you can even play as a group of musicians, to me, yeah. is absolutely mind-blowing, let alone be any good. If you're good... You're in light years good, and like you said, you know, <laughs> if if this if the if, the, if that regime had carried on, it, it would have opened up a chance for. And this is what I really want to get into. This would have opened up the chance for a scene to exist where you would have got better. The other musicians would have come in and gone, and what have you, and new bands would have formed, being influenced by the previous bands, and then a scene would have would have begun. And that's the one of the things that is disappointing about obviously what's happening now, and it's a tragedy now is that. These um, haven't been allowed to bloom. Like, you haven't been allowed to, uh, in that country, form a band and go and watch a band and be influenced from them and become creative and artistic. That's now been sadly taken away. I think that's probably one of the biggest tragedies because surely one of the ways that we judge how a society is and how successful it is is by its art and, by extension, its music and its, the freedoms that they allow. Yes, that's very true. Like I've used to mention a lot of times before, and people used to tell me that, even I said it many times in my shows, that, that, that you know, to fix a country, obviously you need a good uh, governors and economical people and all that sort of stuff, you know, in politics and things like that. You know, your music, your piece of music can't fix the whole country, but the music is for the soul. Mm. To do that project as a governor, maybe that song could push you up and do it. So it is for your soul. It is as much as important as other things in that area, in a country, in a culture. And like you said, things were really starting to blooming up to, to, to make a path for these other people. Mm. And, and as, as everything went down, I even, I even had people who, who, were, who used to tell us that, you know, what sort of stuff are you guys playing? This is really not good. Then actually came to our concert in Sound Central Festival and actually... Well, they didn't say it all. We, you know, we really love the music, but they still showed some appreciation. Mm-hmm. And one of the facts for that was that the society got gave us an opportunity to explain it to them. And I explained even a couple of things to them that you know that we do in metal and headbangings, right? We do the same thing in our culture, traditional dance. Right. And little they knew, I had to tell them, wait. Do you know that we do headband? Because they asked me, why you keep moving out your fucking head? Like, you know, it's <laughs> sure. crazy. Yeah. And I, I gave them the example, like, yeah. wait, have you actually looked back to the traditional dance? Ah, and like, yeah. look what they're doing. Mm. Shit, you know, they, they were like, wait, they're doing the same thing. Exactly yeah. the same thing. We headbang. So as long as the society gives you that opportunity to explain it to them, it could give a path to something more yeah. understandable to them. Yeah. But if, if, if that opportunity doesn't come along, everybody, you know, subconsciously just decides, no, we don't want that. Yeah. Every, everything that is normally uh, uh, bad is normally born from ignorance. It's like, look, step back, look at metal. And you're, as you rightly say, the music and dancing has been amongst humankind since the, since the dawn of time. That's how they've celebrated. That's how they show it's not like, you know, people often see a mosh pit and figure that there's a bad thing going on. And it's not. It's a, it's a really good thing. You know, it's a good thing. If you get a pit, it's a really good thing. But to the outside, that can be seen as, well, all those people are hitting each other. They're not. They're not. But it could be seen that way. And it's that perception. You have to kind of break that with the, with, the, with the, your people and say, you know, well, actually, it's not. Headbanging isn't too far removed from some of the things you're doing when you're celebrating and you're happy. So, understand that the, the the motive when we're going is we want to enjoy ourselves we want to go on a friday and a saturday night and enjoy ourselves with people of our of our age and and, and listen to music that makes us smile and makes us headbang in this case and uh, one of the things uh ladies and gentlemen that you'll get from when you listen to the new single which we'll talk about um yourself wears his, uh, some of his influences quite on his sleeve like it is there's very much a, a lincoln park uh, chester benenson thing going on with his voice that uh, i immediately got onto was was like was there a particular band that you heard uh, that you really gravitated to that you were like, I need to hear everything that I can. I have to listen and wait for that download to finally download. Was there a band that you particularly hooked onto? Yes, I think it was it was the new metal bands. I really nice. enjoyed the very mixture of rock and rock. Uh, Linkin Park, one of the you know bands that I listened so, so many times to it. But like I said, as I as I ex as I exposed to so many other genres, 
then I go to other, other like for example for now if somebody asks me what do you mainly listen to I would say uh, not Lincoln Park I would say like let's say Lamb of God or right. or you know, on things like that you know uh, or Slipknot things like that yeah. but back then it all started with these with these other bands that uh, they they how, how should I explain this for example Lincoln Park's music it's it's not very complicated now when I think about it musically yeah. speaking they've yeah. got these very catchy riffs mm. which really got you into it but you know it, i'm not saying it's pop you know so they've got, they've got amazing stuff going on but as i started growing up professionally into music mm. then i started getting into very complex stuff like mm. listening to agalarch and god of astronaut and the things that they play and i'm like wow this is you know this is not sim this is very good stuff you know this is this is what i like so that, that you know it all started with you know with these bands and then moved over to other stuff but i still listen to all stuff for, for a young a young guy in, in afghanistan suddenly hearing all these bands and eventually listening to all this, this your mind must have been blown because you've been without all this and then you just blown your mind it it was a pandora's box <laughs> i swear yeah. to god I, I, I used to like download these tracks and every time i listen to each one of them even though like you know I not not to just to be so much into but just to listen to the something new. It was like wow, what is this? This is wow. There's something else. Mm. I've 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 found something very different because you know you've never listened yeah. to such thing before. So 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 interesting and excited I was. Yes, and it, and it rings that like it does. It rings that something inside you rings true. Like I don't know what it is, but I really like it. I like this distorted guitar and the energy, and I and it just rings true. And then that that's the influence to go and make your your own your own music i i want to talk a little bit about um we talked about him be- previously uh, about travis beard travis beard is a gentleman uh, if you don't if you haven't uh, checked out yet ladies and gentlemen it's the the guy responsible for the rockable uh, documentary which is i've only ever seen excerpts it's quite difficult to stream at the moment it's getting better uh, i've seen some excerpts and, and and read about it it was originally uh, uh martyrs of metal i think it was called originally uh, like a rockumentary and it was a documentary about himself and about the bands and that type of scene. Um, when did you first meet Travis? I met him late 2011. I was uh, with my university friends. I was having a uh, was just uh, just uh, you know hanging out in a venue mm. and uh, where I saw uh, a few expats there and all that. And then uh, one of my friends knew because I was I wasn't very very involved in my city in music, but he knew that I, I'm in, very much into it. So. There was this guitarist of District Unknown that was looking for vocalists, and my friend was like, "Oh wait, he's he's not a musician, but he's into music, and he very much loved to help you guys." And the plan was to, I met with Travis and I met District Unknown. The plan was to just do one gig with them, and I mm. I agreed that. And once I did just one gig with them, even though you know it wasn't it was okay, it wasn't that bad. The whole band decided to move on with me, and I was like, you know what, you know, you know, fuck yeah, you know. Let's <laughs> so that's when I met sure. Travis, and he was already in the process of filming mm. the whole band from the birth yeah and as i come along and as everything goes away so i met him on late 2011 the film was still filming i come along and it still get, gets filmed and we all go away and it's still filming he even comes to uk to meet me in 2015 we get the global uh, the the uh, uh, golden god award no, i see him yeah. there from metal hammer yes still filming still filming until in the late early 2018 where he decides okay i think this is enough mm. and i know where everybody's going and where, where everybody's at and he gathers everything spends another year i think like fix and then release the film mm. it's a, 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 from what all intents and purposes certainly the reviews that have been out there it's an incredibly powerful piece of work because um it, it, it covers quite a lot of ground and um, when did when did you leave afghanistan then I left in 2014, okay. and I left because uh, personally, I I couldn't leave. I couldn't. Sorry, I couldn't live in the society anymore. Mm. So I, I we did this uh, truck fest in my city, in my town, Mazar Sharif, where we were trying to have this idea where we could just grab all the gears, put it in a truck, and just stop different locations in the city and play metal music. And we did, Amazing. and we literally got stoned for it. Literally, literally, okay. people. This wow. crowd started picking up stones and hitting at us. Wow! And we started running, and the driver, everybody's like 
panicking. So we, we, we reached to the hotel and we're like, okay, we, that was a bad fucking idea. We're never going to do it again. And after some time, they knew who I was. And I actually, from, from the police, uh, uh, local police, I was jailed for a night. And then my dad came and came along and took me out because Afghanistan is very cryptic. As long as you know people in people. What, what did they... What did they charge you with yourself? What did they say charge was your the, crime? Uh, uh, Satanism. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's that's exactly what that says as well. Satanism. They say okay. you serve you because you are you you you're you are a Satanist and and must be wow. Yeah, but we we must uh, we must prosecute you. We must uh, investigate you for such devilish music that you were trying to influence people with. Wow. And uh, So my dad comes the next day. Mm. Uh, the, 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 nobody was, you know, uh, it wasn't I'm trying to say is that the police wasn't uh, like hitting me or harassing me in physical yeah. way or or torturing me. No, they were just trying to tell me that we're going to investigate you. Like I said, there's a difference yeah. between Taliban and the, and the current yeah. government. There's procedures. They shoot you in the head. They try to and prosecute you in some humane manners, you know. Yeah. So, so the next day my dad comes, takes me out. So that's where I decided when I, I decided, you know, I think I should just I just used to go from here. And my family says, yeah, that's fine. It's not like everybody was waiting for me to get out, get out of the house yeah. and kill me. No, no, yeah. everybody's yeah, yeah. there. Life, and nobody's waiting for me at the airport to go back and kill me. Yeah. So I'm trying to say I had to kill my personality just to blend in with the people, and I didn't want to do that. Mm. That's yeah. why I decided to go away, and my brother was, was already living in the UK, in Newcastle, and he was like, you know, why don't you just come over here? So I just came with a student visa to study. And yeah. I mean, if you, if you have to give a perfect example of then and now, now you wouldn't have been so so lucky to just get arrested. Oh, no, 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 which no. Is, which is um, a, an unbelievable concept to some people listening, I'm sure. But I I, I was reading about the, uh, the festival that you were meant to be playing or had played, and there was a suicide bomber at what happened at the festival. These yes. are unbelievable yeah. situations and because of that the organizer was like the, the no more we can't we cannot do this anymore because now we're, we are actively endangering people's lives there was this uh, a place called french institute where a lot of uh, autistic stuff used to happen specifically also music and concerts mm. and sound central from Ta- travis beard the sound central alternative festival also happened for three consecutive years in that area the last time you played there was 2013 and regardless of the festival we used to play there a lot as well Right after 2013, in 2014, when I decide to leave UK, I come into the UK like two, three months after I see in the news, the same place, the same stage that we used to play music gets uh, attacked by a suicide bomber. And it's like, I don't know, 60, 70, 80 people just, just die while performing art. Wow. It wasn't music, I think. It was some uh, performance art that was happening. And I'm shocked. I'm, I'm sitting in Newcastle and I'm looking at the news and I'm like, I was there a year ago on that stage mm. and it could have been me. It and been. it's, ah, it's very hard. I know it's very hard. It's a, what a, what an unbelievable situation. What a, ladies and gentlemen listening will obviously hear there's a little thread of the, of the Geordie in there uh, in Yusuf's, he's picked it up really, really well. You know, um, you can hear that, that wonderful thread. I love that. I love that. So when you come to the UK and now, the internet's good, <laughs> and you you can go to a shop and buy CDs and and vinyl and and that type of thing. Did you really start to listen more then? Were you kind of like, okay, now I can I'm in the sweet shop and I can get every single thing that I want? Did you go crazy a little bit when you came over here? I think so, but but I wasn't. Uh, well, I I I'm gonna be honest. I I didn't go to the shops to buy music, but I I, I got into Spotify and things like that. <laughs> sure. And, uh, I just started streaming and started exploring yeah. more and more and more in music here. And uh, did you go to did I you actually, go to live shows? Did you go to live I, shows then? I went to, I went to Slipknot's live show the very yeah. first year that I came. <laughs> the minute I came, I, I heard Slipknot was coming uh, in January 2015 to Newcastle. I'm like, okay, I'm going there. And Corn <laughs> Corn was there as well, which was amazing. And uh, that yeah, must have been mind blowing. That must have been absolutely mind blowing to go I, from. That to that, you know. Ah. I have friends back who, who used to listen with me, Slipknot, and I, I showed them pictures and videos, and they're like, wow. I mean, I was, I was very far, but still, I was like, wow. Am yeah. I, is this, what is this? I used to, I was pinching myself. You wake mm. up. <laughs> but I, I it was really that. good, yes. I love that. <laughs> so um, 
I want to talk about the uh, about a, a freak now, and this is the this is the the, the current band that you're in with. Um, and forgive me if I pronounce his name wrong, but uh, Suleiman Omar is that the yes. other, yeah? Uh, and Sully and yourself are doing this remotely, so this is kind of really u- utilizing the fact because he's based in the states. Is it Colorado around there? Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. And you are basically putting together the various tracks for this because uh, now, uh, wh- how many are you up to now? We've done an EP. And then, we've we've done two EPs, yes, yeah, two EPs, and then this this single. So that's starting to to take shape. And one of the great things that I listening back to all the, all the, the the tracks that you can you start to hear a progression as you grow as musicians and kind of it looks very clear as to where you're going. This single, which we'll, we will definitely talk about, is it seems to be a really nice progression of what you were trying to do. Uh, do you feel as though you're learning now? Do you feel as though you're getting better as you kind of, okay, let's keep doing this, keep writing, keep producing this? Do you feel as though you're getting closer to a more honest representation of yourself? Actually, we, we've talked about this with my bandmate a lot. Yes, I, we, we are actually noticing that we are getting good at this mm-hmm. as we are making more music. And that's, yes, we have noticed that. And uh, we also may, might have shifted a little bit from what we created in the first two EPs, as you heard in the first two EPs, it was more of these uh, ongoing, uh, very, very post-metalish, where where you don't seem to find mainstream areas in it. So, uh, but with this single, we we try, we wanted to do, we wanted to be as we were in the first two EP. But you have to understand that sometimes you have to make some catchy riffs and things like that. For these for these instances and events to catch the uh, uh, listeners is really fast because it's a very important event that's happening. So what we what we did with this song is we tried to make it a little bit mainstream with the riffs, as you can hear. There's not a lot of you know very very technical technical stuff happening inside or like let's say post metalish stuff. It's it's very very simple simple riffs. However, the way it was organized and the way it is played and managed and combined a whole good song. Professionally speaking, this is a very good thing that we have done so far. It is very good, yes. But and, yeah. and and of course, we're not saying that we will be stick to one. We will be always stick to being a post metal band, but we will never be uh, try to uh, put ourselves into uh, 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 these boundaries of we have to stick with this one tune. No, it it could yeah. change to some areas going here and there. Yes. In many ways, the single represents for me probably the perfect place, ladies and gentlemen, to to check out. A free to music because it's it's i think you've done exactly what you said it's exactly the line between uh accessible and sort of the more complicated stuff that you've done i think there are still abstract elements to to the song there certainly is the, the middle eight and stuff of away it's very kind of open and interesting and then there's this straight riffing that goes on as well i think it's a a really uh, a nice mix and probably the, the best place for people who, who haven't heard this band before and want to check them out is the the single the single's called my land is breaking um and that's that's a that's a massive concept and a massive thing to to deal with. Was that the first thing that came to you? Is like this is how I feel that my land is breaking, and then from that created the song. Um, it seems to be that it was while when you were writing it, it seems to be very clear in your message. You if the, what some of the lyrics in it were, uh, you know, blew me away. There was a the line is that should we die alone or should we die afraid? Yes, I, I found that an incredibly powerful lyric. Um, yes, uh, when we when we when we when the idea of the song came, we were all sad. You have no idea how sad we were. It's just all happened in a blink of an eye. The government failed us big time. Nobody was thinking that could happen, mm. and we all woke up to this news and everything that oh, the Taliban took control of Afghanistan. So everybody's sad. And everybody, all in the social media, is talking about it and spreading awareness. Help, 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 help! You know all this stuff. So Sully comes along, and he says, "You know what? Since you know we're musicians, you know, let's let's take it to the next step, the next level with our music to actually raise awareness and you know, on a bigger audience. Even though we don't have a big audience, but it could lead to a big audience where it could be raised awareness. So he's like, you know what? We should we should make something." Uh, and, and try to express ourselves through the music to send out the message and show solidarity to our people actually, and also make it a make a link for to to tell people to to help charities to help child sound social charities, especially because everybody's doing their part to evacuate people and help people. And we were like, you know, we could help our part by helping musicians. Maybe you know that's a good thing. 
So it all came along through that and the lyrics and everything and the title of the song through, through devastation and pain and then you've seen the suffering of your people and all that. And this this is one thing that we never get over it is this the cycle of suffering, constant cycle of suffering. You know, it just mm. comes every two two decades and you're like, my kids will never... You know, they might probably never go to Afghanistan, and you know, they might not probably taste the, you know, the society of how it was, and it's just hard. So that's how the track came along. Yes, mm. these are these are huge concepts. The uh, metal throughout history has always dealt with uh, dealt with war and conflict and religious oppression and and things like that. And metal seems to be one of those forms where people like to deal with that a, a lot. Um, you know, the the staple sort of of most metal bands is this, you know, war and, and that type of thing. These are concepts that come readily to us uh, because they're heavy. They're heavy concepts in both sound and what we're talking about. And there must be then, there are people you you know, there'll be musicians, there'll be artists who are still in Afghanistan now. Um, and that's part of the thing, the 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 reason of this single's existence and um, you know, the the uh, the various charities that are, are, are popping up now, Sound Central, and um, the things that Travis is doing, <clears throat> pardon me, things that Travis is doing as well, which is reaching uh, some of its targets already. The whole process of that is to help these people get out of that situation. Um, and this isn't just metal musicians; this is artists of all types, uh, you know, and people themselves escape this situation. Um, so this isn't a case, ladies and gentlemen, of buy our next single buy our t-shirts. This isn't what's going on here. This is something fundamentally incredibly important. Um, one of the things, Yosef, that we say in the metal community is if someone falls down in the pit, we have to pick them up again. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that oh. that that pit is Afghanistan, and some people have fell down, and we as metal musicians must help those people out. Now, when you're buying this single on, on Bandcamp, as you must do, and supporting Sound Central and the charities that I will list uh, on on the, the podcast, we are actively helping these musicians, actively helping these people. Um, this isn't um, this isn't something that we can forget about. One of the things that I'm most concerned about is that this falls out of the news cycle. The two, three weeks, three months from now, people find something else to become uh, annoyed about or focused on or whatever. This is is going to require concerted effort um by by everybody involved in this and this is only the start what the single that you produced is the start of this of of helping people um who are in a very very difficult situation and that must be hard for yourself if you know people still over there as well um it must be something seeing it from afar but then also knowing people that are still involved in it that must be absolutely heartbreaking yourself absolutely heartbreaking yeah I, i mean my own parents and my younger brother still stuck in Kabul. They, 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 all three of them are stick, uh, stuck in Kabul and they're hiding. Not like hiding as like, of course, they. my father goes to bring food and all that stuff. But hiding as like my father left his job and my brother stopped going to university and my mother, you know, just starts just staying at home, not even going out for a, for a moment or a second. It's almost like uh, being prisoned, you know, and it's just, you know, talking to them every day. I feel, I feel it's it's so hard to explain because... I'm sitting here and I can do whatever I want. I can go grab a pint right now in a bar. I can go have a walk, go to the gym, listen to music, watch a movie, go do whatever, go play football, sports, a lot of stuff that I can do. Mm. And what, what gives me this right and not some people in there? You know, it's just, it's so unfair and unjust and it, you know, it hurts. And, and I can't do anything else but, but to raise awareness and, and to make music, to, to keep telling people that, you know, there's unjust and unfairness, not only in Afghanistan, but it's been happening all over the world, even, even let's say, in UK and in local communities and with other stuff, with people, you know, and, and we need, and that's one of the things that I love about metal communities. They always stand up for righteousness, and, and I love that. And then every time, everywhere I've met people who were into this genre of music, into this community, they showed, they showed their love and support for the people throughout the world, regardless of gender, the sex and, and you know the race and, and anything you know and this this is why I'm proud to be in the metal community and of all we in Sully will always continue this path of Afghan metal uh, you know uh, just for this for the sake of future generations to remember and set an example. 
I think uh, I mean that's a what a beautiful sentiment that you know, and it's and it's wonderful that that you see it that way because that's that's exactly how I see it, and I know that a lot of people in, in the metal community see it. That uh, uh, there's an incredible power to be had uh, by our, our mutual enjoyment of, of music and, it, and the art form that it brings. I think that that's a, a, a incredibly important. I'm, I'm looking forward to what next happens for a free to uh, uh what's your plans do you want to uh, do you want to do other projects are you going to go and, and keep going with the free with other things what what what's your next sort of moves that you're thinking about doing uh we already had the plan to to do another ep or an album and then this whole stuff happened so we decided to do the single for this for this uh um specific uh, situation right now yes we do have plans to to carry it on make another ep or even a full album and start making more, more music and you know it, it could be every every you know any uh, our music each track for example could be in in regards to different scenarios around the world what's happening or it could be just for example a, a song could be just for fun you know just you, mm. you could you could always make music just to listen to and you know just you know give you a good vibe and energy it doesn't have to be specifically for yeah. a, for a chaos or things like that but uh, it's, it's the single is specifically designed for, for what's happening in Afghanistan and obviously, we're still looking what what is going to happen in Afghanistan, and we will start making more music. And the, the to generally speak of the music that we are going to make, it will be to stand for righteousness and to 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 be a sound for people who are not being able to be heard and like that. But we will definitely continue to make music. Do you think you'll um, do you think you'll do some stuff in uh, your native dialect? Would it be uh, Dari or or, yes. Yeah. Would would you would you like to do that? I think that would be something I think I'd, I'd find incredibly fascinating. There's a so there's a there's a history of artists who've done that. Rammstein, uh, uh, etc. I've done I've done that and uh, Sepultura and stuff. Have I've done music in other languages. It's always been very well received. You thought thinking about doing that possibly? Yes, we've actually thought about uh, about that long time ago. And there's it's just sometimes it's just hard to find the our native language and the metal music to combine together because mm. it is a thin line they need to find and figure out. If you don't that figure that out, then your music will sound funny. It's like, yeah. you know, they're just making <laughs> it. It's this how they stupid. But we did find that thin line and we're still trying to find that. And definitely, yes, we might have tracks in our own language, mm. uh, you know, which could represent the more specifically Afghan metal as what we will be going to be releasing. Yes. That, that's one of the plans as well. Yes, for sure. I think uh, I think everybody listening will will enjoy um, a lot of the music that we've talked about. I will once again post links to all this music and most importantly the single, which I suggest checking out purely as a good song. But then the great thing that happens is when you um, donate to this by Bandcamp and other forums like Sound Central, you will be also genuinely helping some some people out there, uh, people who have uh are like you and i who, who who are simply lovers of music and of, of our form and want to express themselves and i think that's a wonderful thing and and yourself you you must be commended for this on behalf of uh of the spoken metal show and everybody who's listening i think we've all got an enormous amount from this there'll be some people at home who will be very surprised by the things you've said and they didn't realize that the situation was as what uh, that it is over there now and and that's why this was very important and i want to thank you for your time and, and coming on and doing this um, i've learned a great deal and um, i really look forward to hearing stuff and, and i imagine i will meet you in real life at some point we will grab that beer and and watch that show as well um ladies and gentlemen yusuf Sar, fantastic thank you very much for coming on the show thank you very much mark thank you very much that was my conversation with yourself there i think hopefully that that you learn more about that situation and made your own decisions about about what you heard and if anything you 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 have to appreciate the struggle and the difficulty that that person had making music and how very clear it was that he loved he loves metal and loves that that whole scene you know i lovely the way he's picking up some of the the geordie accents and lovely that you know that we could there was moments punctuated through some of the very dark conversations with with humor and what i like i said that commonality of the similar sharing some similar experiences you know the and and that was i think the, the wonderful thing about that we agreed to maybe when i'm next up at newcastle let's go to a metal show and and grab a grab a beer or have you you know yourself's a very inspirational character in, in, in that respect and 
the music that he's creating, I think, is fabulous. I think, it's, I think it's really good. It's uh, the the single itself, it, it, "My Land Is Breaking," obviously very special and something that we should support. But also, it's really kick ass. It's really fucking good. Like, so I would suggest checking that out. As always, I'll put the links to the bits and pieces on the show. I hope you you got something from that. And if you didn't, that's okay too. You know, and if you if you want a feedback and, and a message about the show and the things you did like, the things you didn't like, that's okay too. We you know we should talk about these things and engaging conversation what do you think how do you feel should i speak to more musicians from all around the world i'm certainly gonna try as best i can if there's people you you can suggest to me that are from different portions and different uh, places and in the world please you know suggest them to me and and i'll try and sort that out you know language barrier permitting wherever i can i will i will do that because i think it's fantastic there's nothing better than discovering new music uh, be it on your doorstep or a, a billion miles away, it, it, it's always fantastic and always like just a, a new ingredient and in something else. You're like, oh wow, this is fan- a fantastic piece of music or fantastic cars. It's, it's one of the best feelings in the world discovering new music. So you should obviously check out Afrit and 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 you know for for that matter, District Unknown to a certain degree. There's an element of metal in there as well. And every I'll put some links as I kind of deep dive into into the, the suggestions that uh, Afrit give give me to to check out. As always, you know, please let's start a conversation. Approach me on the uh, messages and social media. And if you do like and enjoy this this show, you, if you want to, you donate. Uh, I'll put links on to what you want to. It's entirely up to yourself. I, you know, it's whatever you would like to prefer to do or whatever comfortable doing. If you want, you can. If you don't, then that's that, that's entirely your own decision. I just wanted to really put a story out there and see what you think and see how you how you found that and see how. It maybe have changed some perspectives or reinforced others that you had. As always, though, thank you for listening, and I'll see you at the show. Mm-hmm.